0: the fireside chat presented by rotographs and pitcher list sit back relax and enjoy paul spore and nick pollock hello and welcome to episode 655 of the sleeper in the Bust. it is wednesday march 6th i'm your host paul spore and this is another fireside chat so i am joined by nick pollock nick what's going on
1: what is happening how are you doing
0: i'm doing well Voice is improving. Obviously, we've now we're we're what uh, three days in a row. So this is definitely people can see the progression of the voice, and uh, hopefully, hopefully they're seeing an improvement. I would, or actually, four days in a row: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, four straight days. So we're rolling, but this one won't be an epic two-hour plus marathon the way the last few have been, (laughs) because we're gonna be talking strategy here. And I'm really excited about this because I do think it can be very valuable for folks as they jump into their um, into their leagues and kind of figure out, you know, what, what do I want to do? And obviously, whatever draft or auction you're in, the room is going to dictate some of the things. So it's a general plan, right? And you deviate from the plan where, where you see fit. So let's start with shallow leagues, ten to twelve teams, uh, meaning the the waiver wire will be more robust, and that's yep. that's really the the most uh, uh, that's really what I mean when I say shallow is that you're just gonna have a little bit more robust waiver wire, so you can do some more things. What is your general strategy in those leagues? With regards to how many you want to get in your top X, whatever that is, twenty sure. twenty-five, and and how do you approach building a standard nine pitcher only staff, not RP SP specific, just nine P?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually have my draft outline coming out tomorrow. Uh, oh, good perfect timing! Of, then. The, yeah, right. The uh, the Discord people have it already. Uh, but it, it kind of works like a sine curve. That's how I'm, how I'm talking about it. Where
0: okay, I'm dumb. That's a math. Yeah, thing, I know this is spore, uh
1: Sport. You know, fast was really upset about it, so I understand you too. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I was
0: uh, afraid of math as a kid, and uh, it's unfortunate because I. I it could have been so useful if I had dove in young. But like I said, at least I know it's a math thing, but I don't
1: know anything besides well, that. okay. Well, you know like a standard wave going up and down, up and down. Sure. Um, think of one that starts at the bottom, and that means I'm not interested. So in the early two rounds, uh, I mean, essentially I'm not trying to go after uh, a pitcher early. I'm Maybe one in the first seven. Uh, okay. So when you talk about my actual ranks – Uh, I get interested, uh, or I guess around third, fourth round, I'm trying to get one in my top 15. Um, Most of the time, that is Trevor Bauer. Uh, Then now, it used to be Luis Severino. Now, obviously, that needs to change. Um, So I'm actually going after Noah Syndergaard in the late third, early fourth. Um, But if I don't get any of that, then I'm not going to go, actually, I said top 15. I really meant like top 10, top 11. Uh, I'm not going to go after Carrasco there. I'm not going to go after Bueller. I'm not going to go after... Who else would be there? I, I guess it was Kershaw, but that's gone. Uh, Tyon's there, no? Well, Tyone, actually, I've been seeing going to the fifth uh, or sixth even at times, which is ridiculous okay. and amazing. And that's when I get back into it. So you fall down for a moment, come back up. I'm going for Tyone, Clevenger, Wheeler, those kind of guys. Then going back down until the, the ninth and tenth. And I've been finding I can get a lot of shares of Miles Mikolas or Hugh Darvish at that point. So, there have been times I've, made, I've done my drafts where I've gotten Trevor Bauer the third, and then Zach Wheeler in the 7th and then come back in the 10th for you, Darvish. And I love that setup. And that's a very possible one, especially in shallow leagues. Uh, and then you can, you can have some fun with it. You can actually only leave that with two starters if you want. Uh, and then you can have fun around rounds 13, 14. They're players like uh let's see nick pavetta has been around ross Stripling, now i'm in on because of the kershaw injury yep. uh you can even go after J. A. Happ if you want to get a little bit more stability and then you can come back for so much depth later on michael fulmer Derek holland colin McHugh, matt strom who's looking like he's gonna get that opportunity uh good uh jesus Lozardo i would even go after if you want to stash i don't know if you necessarily need to in a shallower league um, but if you're thinking that you you can do that, it's not the worst idea because that bench spot isn't as valuable when you have so many starters that are of high quality in a shallower league already. I mean, the main emphasis for me is just get your bats early. It's harder to get to a point that you feel like you can actually swap middle of the line or middle of the road outfielders or, or hitters later in the year. You're going to have two great ones and you can only start one, and that's annoying. So I want to make sure I have as many top-level Uh, hitters as I can, which is why I'm emphasizing waiting on pitching uh, in those 12 and uh, 10 teamers.
0: Okay. And we know you like to play the wire, of course, too, and that that plays a big part of your strategy, is that you're going to feel good about dipping into the waiver wire, churning some of those last few spots. So let's say you know you, you you say something to the effect of and, and the names don't necessarily matter but you can correct me if 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 it's an egregious sure, yeah. call out right but uh, you would rather go for uh, let's say Chris Paddock over Rick Porcello in a ten or twelve teamer uh, at the end there because uh, you know Porcello. I know he won up Cy Young recently. You and I share a similar outlook on him. Right. Obviously, we had our whole deal with Irvin Santana years ago, but Porcello, I'm not a huge fan of either. But you'd rather go for that spiked big upside of game-changing potential for Paddock, who's more likely to do it than Porcello. Again, there was he did it. He had a Cy Young season, but that was so far out of the norm. Now, when you do something like that with a Chris Paddock, or whomever the name is, um, Carlos Rodon, Tyler Glass now, Josh James now, because he is a bit, of, a much more bit of a gamble because of uh, his health situation. Definitely. How long are you waiting? Like, what, what is the process now? Once we get into the season and they don't win their job, or they do and they struggle in two of the first three starts, like, because if it's a burn and churn thing, that's understandable. But what, what is the process now once you've done this? uh this this method in a ten or twelve teamer where you're taking the high volatility guys.
1: Yeah, this is a great question. Uh it's also one of the hardest things you have to do in fantasy is when do I oh, cut bait? When do I give yeah. up on a guy? Uh so with those volatility ones, uh especially if they're they don't have a rotation spot, I'm out. Uh, got go. There are um I put out an article earlier this week for uh, for Rotograph's 10 starters to consider past pick with 400 and you'll be surprised how many of these will actually be productive even in a 12-teamer early on. So there are so many different options to go for uh, that will help at this moment. And yes, you might miss out on a great second half from Chris Paddock or whatever whenever he does come up. But you can play the game of chicken a lot also on the wire. You don't have to give up. Uh, and not. And also, there are a lot of other options, too. It's not like he is the only one that will come by the entire year. We had to wait a long time for Zach Wheeler and Herman Marquez, for example, to show up last year. Yep. So it's okay to, to give up early on those types of guys where you know you have to wait. Now, if there are certain ones early on that uh, aren't cutting it right out of the gate... That's okay, too. You, as you said, burn and churn is a great thing. And you just want to keep going until something sticks. Um, you're going to lose some, but then you're also going to gain a lot, too. Uh, so especially with rotation spots leaving, get them out of the way. There are so many game uh, names to chase that you'll be able to find something else that can at the very least help right now.
0: You know, you might want to cover your ears for this one, but there is a little bit of a fantasy football mentality to it. How dare you? Be- because to be successful in fantasy football, you can't play favorites with that with that last wide receiver or running back. And you're gonna make quote unquote mistakes. And I say quote unquote because I don't think it's a mistake if that's the strategy. What all I mean by that is that you said it, you know, you might have cut Zach Wheeler before he really broke out. I cut I cut Herman Marquez in a damn NL. In an N L. You know, right. that's how bad he was. And I had to move on. And you're gonna make Uh, some of those moves where you have to just on to the next one. And so – but you can't – if you're going to play it that way, you got to go all the way. You can't uh, one foot in, one foot out and, and, and try to play favorites because the bottom line is I don't think you'll be successful trying to finesse it you're burning you're churning you're trying to get the guys cuz you could be the Zach Wheeler benefactor then right when you're doing the burning churn maybe you picked up somebody else's Marquez and so i think that's one thing that you definitely have a strength in and that's why you're able to play this cuz you're not going to get too precious about those guys and you're going to move, move 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 exactly um okay let's let's jump it up let's go 15 team now a sure. little bit deeper yeah. and you're not going to have as much richness on the pool how do things change? Take us from the start again in terms of uh, building the rotation, and then we'll get into in season.
1: So, this is actually surprising to me. What I just described with going for, say, Bauer, and then Wheeler, and then Darvish. It's essentially what I did in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Okay,
0: and that's a 15-team.
1: Yeah, so that was, I mean, it was Severino, not uh, Bauer. I could have gone Syndergaard instead, which, of course, now I regret, but, you know, that's how this game works. Uh, but third round, I got Severino. Wheeler was in the seventh, and you Darvish was in the tenth. And i it's funny. I don't know if you had the same thing, but at the end of my draft, I had to stop taking starters. There were too many left. I was amazed. Wait, you're
0: done with your draft?
1: Yes. I hate you
0: so much.
1: Um, I, I was,
0: severely dislike you. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, we had some timeouts too, but we had a really good group of that would just rush through eight picks at a time at, in like 30 minutes. It was, it was so pretty we, fantastic.
0: We got off to a really slow start. Uh, we, we've actually had, a, I would say, a pretty decent pace for a, a decent while now, but we got off to such a slow start that we were never going to catch up to the rest of the leagues. I have uh, one of your guys, Alex Drennan. Is that his name?
1: Yep. Yeah, Alex Drennan. He's yeah. great. He,
0: and, and Zamet. I have two of your guys. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're, they're not the problems. The picture list guys are not the problems and I'm not even entirely sure who it is. They would probably know better. Uh, some of the folks in there are definitely clocking who's, uh, who the problem (laughs) is and, I hope, I hope that I'm not identified as one. Whenever I'm available, <laughs> once I'm available, I'm ready to go. Uh, I've been caught a couple times early morning. If my pick comes up at like sure, 7 a.m., yeah. they're going to have to wait a couple hours. But uh, other than that, you know, I don't feel like I was the the hold up there. We have some other guys that they're like, oh, God, so-and-so is up. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, we're just in the reserves. I just took uh, Faria and Samarja here in rounds 24, 25. I got trumped on Weaver and Strom. Mm. by the same guy how dare you and
1: how dare you lose it, strom spore
0: i know i took you know what it was i didn't want to get too smoked on catcher and i took my uh, second
1: guy okay. right, understand kurt
0: suzuki and i was like you know what that's a very solid c2 i'll take him here i bet one of strom or weaver will get back to me same guy took him same guy, <laughs> Coleman, had two picks, K-U-L-L-M-A-N. I don't know his first name. Had two picks, and he goes Strom Weaver. Brilliant, sir. Well done. I'm good so sir.
1: sorry. Wow. What round that was that, was if you don't mind me asking?
0: That was 22-23 that he went Strom Weaver. Guess what?
1: Round 22, I took same- Matt Strom.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, there you go, and I, I let it go one too many. And, you know, the biggest bummer is is that another guy that I liked as far as my C2 would have been there. I could have gotten Austin Barnes because um, two other people did take catcher in that interim there, Omar Narvaez and Astadio, and I did like both of them, but I had four catchers, Suzuki, Narvaez, Astadio, Barnes. I should have just pushed it, taken Strom, and gotten one of them. But either way, it's all right. I'll get my Strom shares. We
1: all have our regrets with them. I definitely messed up a little bit when it comes to my corner infield spots and middle infield and my fifth outfielder, I think. I think I I I, I overestimated how many starters what would actually would be, be. Yeah, later on, I thought I would have to. I, I I turned on the Jets for getting them. Turn on the Jets. It yeah, so, sounds like a depressed uh, guy in Long Island. Sorry.
0: So you, <laughs> so you were mentioning that you you had to slow it down with taking starters, yeah, uh, for your reserve there because there were so many UI. Who are some of the guys that maybe are still out there that? that you would have liked yeah, to I get needed, in a I,
1: 15-team. Believe it or not, Nick Kingham is still available in this league. Oh, that's your boy. Just well, sitting there. I, I know. I, it was surprising that I, I just didn't go after Kingham. I, I am a little worried about Kingham uh, at the moment. for He doesn't look like his fastball is improving as much as I want it to be at this point, uh, which made me turn away and say, okay, you know what? I'll go after Justice Sheffield and, and Jeff Smarza instead, and even Domingo Herman." now that the Severino news came out. That was my last pick yep. in the 30th round. Uh, and if he does, if he doesn't impress me with that heater in that first start, which I imagine Kingham will still be there, I, maybe not. Maybe I have to make a move before the week of the first week of the season as he gets that fifth start over Jordan Lyles um, or Francisco Liriano, which I imagine he should. But you know, things have been weirder. Stranger things have happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is, um, uh, uh,
0: quick side note: Domingo yes. over Johnny Lasagna for you? I know. You. Well, sure.
1: well, here's the thing: I love uh, Loisica more. I think yeah. he's a better pitcher, but I think but, the Yanks are going to go with Herman for more starts. And yep, that's what we came annoying. up with yesterday. It's so annoying, uh, but that's the case. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's not just Severino. It's also CeCe Sabathia, who's not going to be yeah. on the opening day. He's so gonna the, so Loisica, might get a, Loisica might get a start early on, but uh, Herman should have all of Severino's, which I'm estimating for four. That's my guess. Okay. But I don't know. This
0: is uh, – this is another Woodruff, Corbin, Burns thing where cep- we're sorry. on opposite ends, but I'm fine with either. I'm I'm a, a Herman guy. I like him a little bit better mm-hmm. than Johnny Lo- 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 Loisiga, but if it ends up being Loisiga who kind of emerges, I'm all for whoever wins yeah, the battle. Sure. I've just picked yep. kind of the other guy there. Uh, Herman already went, though, so I might get Johnny Lasagna down the line there. So th- there are some interesting guys available for you. Uh what is your what does your group of reserve starters look like?
1: Uh let's see here. So we Actually have... give us the whole rundown. TCC, yeah, sure, why not? Uh Zach Wheeler, you Darvish um, as I said Severino before, Ross Stripling was in the 12th round. This is after the Kershaw news. Uh, I'm definitely in on that at that point, considering that Stripling... Uh, there's a lot of discussion about, is Maeda the, the guy ahead of Stripling now? I heard a lot that he that Stripling would be ahead, but then recently that Maeda was. Um, that is a big question to me. I think it's Stripling ahead of Maeda, personally
0: is already in full force
1: i know i know but the thing is if stripling does have that number four and not number five it gives him a lot of security that he can get 150 innings this year and stripling exactly. 150 innings um as my sp4 as great uh same with uh tyler skaggs in the 15th round uh was definitely on that so i feel like those five guys are pretty secure um went with uh aj minter in the 17th before i heard about his shoulder uh, so that was fun. Uh, but he yeah, didn't pay he's, much. He's coming least. back. But yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have that one back for at least my outfield to get someone like Cedric Mullins, for example. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Fulmer in the 19th. I love everyone worried about his velocity. Don't be. He's even said that he feels as great as he's ever felt. And he's ramping it up. He even jokes about it like Zach Granke does in spring training about his velocity. <laughs> I'm so, done.
0: Yeah, maybe I need to retire. My velocity's down in, in spring Yeah. <laughs>
1: But no, definitely those that are worried about the 90 that we saw the first game from Fulmer, that's not going to be the case when we get to uh get to the regular season. Uh Matt Barnes has a closing option, but Derek Holland, I got on the 21st round, I love that one. I think in Oracle Park yeah. he's going to soar. He has that leash uh in in San Francisco. As he said Matt in the 22nd, uh Sheffield and Smarja, 25th, 26th. Uh, Kelvin Herrera for some hope at some saves in the twenty eighth, yep. and then uh, Domingo Herman at thirty. And I felt okay. like that was enough. I felt I, I could go even further. Um, I think Icoff is still out there, uh, which is really tempting because if he doesn't get that spot, it will work.
0: He's been lasting. I've been seeing that too.
1: So that that's only to consider I, the the pair of Marlins guys in Caleb Smith and Paolo Lopez are ones to consider. I think they both went, but that was super late for. For both of them as well, I'm so bummed that they have to pitch in that division though. The park
0: obviously is great, and I think they've got some talent. That division is just an endless stream of difficulty though. That's the only bummer. That
1: is true. It's no longer the NL easy. It's the easy year. Yeah. Easier than then I then uh, I was. <laughs> That's all I. <laughs> not, I'm sorry. One not one of that the toughest divisions.
0: Yeah that's good out point.
1: there I mean uh but yeah. but
0: I do like some of that talent there so I, I like what you did um wait did you punt saves
1: I guess I kind of did I didn't really intend to but I mean with minter it's minter Barnes and Herrera at this point I, I got Barnes as well
0: but I had um Osuna and Strope ahead of him. Right. so you'll be working the waiver wire then yeah and that's for, fine
1: yeah I figured you know. that I'm gonna have to do something in that regard but I, I focus a lot on offense in this one I figured that if there's something I can do, it's going to be on the pitching end.
0: Yeah. And, and, on the pitching end where you're attacking one category. So if you have to spend a lot of free agent assets on something, it might as well be saved. And so that's not so bad. So I like what you did there. So you're saying basically like when you mapped out the front end there, it's not that different from what you did in 10 and 12, but you solidified it more in the reserve rounds so that you aren't having to live off the wire. But even then you identified the fact that the wire still has some viability on it. So there's going to be some guys come through now. With the $1,000 budget, now this is a little bit more niche. This is NFPC specific here. But um, if you don't have a need, but a guy pops up, like an, a starter, say somebody you like, ICOF gets the job. Sure. How likely are you to expend those resources, especially when you have this need over here, the saves that you know you're going to need to expend some resources right. on? How likely are you to dive in and say, you know what? Let me get this ICOF here for. X, X dollars, whatever it is, or or you say, you know what, my staff is set. I'll pass on this. Yeah, one.
1: that's a great question. Uh, it really does come down to what my assets are at that moment. And if I feel that certain players are expendable, I do have a couple like Ian Kinsler and Zach Kozar, that I don't love and I yeah. could easily get rid of um, for something like that. I don't I'm not necessarily even looking at it as I can only have this many pitchers at any given time. It's just about where do I want my my chases to go? Where do I want my darts to land? So if if I like all my starters at that point and I I don't feel I have room in the hitters, I'll just let Eikhoff go and that's okay.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, All right,
1: let's let's talk some
0: head to head league because that's obviously a whole nother uh, a, a whole nother game there. In terms of what you would do strategically, a lot of times it's daily moves. And so for the sake of this exercise, we're going to play under the fact that it's daily moves for the head-to-head. And we'll put a cap on it, whether it's an innings cap or a starts cap. Let's just assume there's some sort of cap that you can't endlessly stream because most yeah, head-to-head so right. leagues have curbed 100% streaming. So how do you approach a head-to-head league uh, with the daily moves with your pitching staff, how you're building it, and then how you work in the wire.
1: So there is a difference in head-to-head for me in 12 and 15. Uh, because, okay, it's between 12, the two. Yeah, because 12 specifically, as we showed last year, it was under 20% owned, uh, that you can, just, you can find all the starters you really need in a given week. Uh, you, just you put streaming. even mm-hmm. if there is a cap it doesn't really matter so much you'll still get beneficial starts through the week just off the
0: because well, you weren't doing with volume you didn't pick like four guys a day you were usually picking the the one guy the one, no, guy just the
1: one that i wanted top 20. yeah i had to pick someone every day and it still worked out very well as it's like a three mm-hmm. five year mm-hmm. at the end of the year so it's pretty strong it's ridiculous and it just was super easy because guys weren't picking up minor during his hot streak or holland or mats or etc i uh, but so I'm more, it's just funny, as someone that, I mean, I'm sure you're the same way, who loves pitching so much, at the back end of the draft, you see all these names and your eyes light up, and it's actually beneficial just to focus so much on hitting. You can go so extreme on it because there are all those options in 12 teams, and head-to-head specifically, too. I remember beating guys with aces on their team. Because I would pick and choose all these extra starts that I need to go for, I would sacrifice uh, my ratios to get those extra wins and Ks that week just to beat that, and then having that elite offense carried me over. Uh, so it's a little bit different, I think, in 12 teams and 15. You have to spread it out a bit more. I think you can yep. quickly, uh, if you you can't really punt outright much, uh, just because you need to you need to be competitive everything because you're not going to have such an a, a elite. Uh, force on one side or another that's going to carry everything it's just so much harder to do that so you have to put your hands in all pots in some way
0: okay so you're spreading you're spreading things out more in 15 teams yes. as opposed to getting some front end talent
1: right it's like okay i mean it's essentially that even if you try to go the front end talent it's just harder to do anyway yeah so that means you it's have bad. to spread out a little bit more
0: Especially because pitching often gets pushed up in a fifteen in a head-to-head league anyway, because they know the value of it, whether it's points uh, or roto categories, whatever the case may be. Pitching is often seen, especially in points, but but in head-to-head, it's often seen uh, as more valuable. Right. So that's a big deal. Um, any other general points that you have strategy-wise that, that are tips that you like to remember as you're kind of going through a season? Because I think you've highlighted some great stuff. But is there anything that I didn't cover that you wanted to make sure is out there?
1: No, that's, that's a really good point. Um, I, I guess I'll just hammer in the idea that it's so much easier to tell that a pitcher is, is better to pick up than a hitter. Yes, uh, it's so
0: hard with hitters.
1: And that's why, it's for me, it's just so important to get that lineup that you trust and you're not debating between two – above average the guys that quote unquote shouldn't be on the wire but you have two of them and you really only have a spot for one and that's the worst feeling as an owner is having one of those guys start and one on the bench and you just don't know what to do on a given day so frustrating and it's a lot easier to have those assessments with starting pitchers than it is with hitters so i try and avoid it as much as possible by getting as many elite bats as i can
0: all right well i I like that i think this is very useful and and pairing it with your uh with your draft guide that's going to come out i think will be very useful as well and so you know we're in the throes of it you just finished tgfbi labor happened uh tout wars is coming up we are so in the mix right now how many leagues do you play
1: uh i'm gonna play about seven this year okay and i'm a summer child compared to you no no no. that's the perfectly fine (laughs) number i I am no
0: longer mr 20 or anything like that i've pared down especially being part of the nfbc you know that that takes a lot of work and i want to win like i don't want to you know half it and and not really put in the effort there and i don't want to i don't want to have leagues that I, i don't usually i don't play free leagues outside of like industry ones but that there's something else at stake there so if i'm putting money in I'm not trying to just be like, uh, you know, coasting along and thinking that I'm going to just win it. Uh, You know, no one else is trying. I can just put in 10 minutes a day. No. I want to – be full force here and care about my leagues and so I really have pared down it's still a substantial number I think we're still over double digits maybe 11 or so but it's not what it used to be which was legitimately like
1: 20 and then I remember that you asked me I think at the time I had like four or five like oh honey
0: yeah I was like oh (laughs) sweetie that's so cute and you know I was just way way over my head though too because then I'm making decisions on leagues I'm looking for leagues to um, not pay attention like i'm basically trying to cut teams out before they're out of the running you know a team's doing poorly through early may and i'm like well that team's out let me focus over here and it's like no it's not if you could right. put more time into right. it you could build it back up so that's why i've pared down and I, I like where i'm at and uh you know stuff like best ball is about the only thing i'll join at this point right now because i've got my i've got my leagues set Sure. The only thing I would add is a best ball, which is a set it and forget it. Those are so.
1: super fun. If you if you oh. if you are debating doing it, just do it because it's just done. That's it. It's just a, it's a mock that you actually, right. you, know how you always say, oh, I love this
0: team. I wish I could play it out. There you go. This is that's what this th- is. And you can win some cash on it, too. Right. If you love your team so much, you can win a few bucks off of it. So, uh, uh, yeah, definitely run some best balls there for sure. I'm going to be running some, I think, in the, in the coming weeks. And I'll keep people posted on Twitter about it. If you want to dive in, we'll go ham one evening and we'll see what's what. But, uh, Nick, thank you for another good fireside. I will see you
1: in a week. Good yeah, sir. you will. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great.
0: What kind of weather am I walking into?
1: I don't know. Hopefully good.
0: Okay. Well, I'm it's been trash it. here, so it can't be much worse. All right, I'll
1: talk to some people for you.
0: All right. Yeah. We'll work that through there and get that sun to come out <laughs> at least a little bit. Nick, thanks so much, man. We will talk probably before then, but then we're also planning something live. So uh, we'll see if we can get together early next week. But if not, I'll definitely see you next week and we'll do a pod from there.
1: Looking forward to it. Peace.